0: Hello, Bobheads! Welcome to season three. Before we get started today, we just wanted to give a shout out to this episode sponsor, Able Artswork. Founded in
1: 1982, Able Artswork, formerly known as Arts and Service for Disabled. Provides education and life service coaching to children, adolescents, and adults with developmental disabilities using pioneering evidence-based therapeutic techniques that employ the full spectrum of the creative arts, visual art, music, dance, drama, literature, and media arts, along with other creative disciplines.
0: Artbeat Radio, otherwise known as ABR, has been a project of Able Arts Work since 2006. As a community endeavor, ABR creates an inclusive platform for the artists of Able Arts Work to engage with professional musicians in Southern California and beyond. In collaboration with the artists-comprised staff of ABR, the team brainstorms different ideas and concepts for multimedia experiences. The goal of Artbeat Radio is to explore the myriad of ways in which the resident artists of able arts work can make the unique voices heard by engaging the ever-expanding virtual world
2: if you'd like to learn more about able arts work visit their website at www.ableartswork.org
3: this collaboration between artbeat radio a project of able arts work and clinical populations is sponsored by the music man foundation their contributions have provided able arts work with the technology and materials necessary to create the pieces heard in this episode
4: Clinical, Bop. clinical, yeah. <laughs> clinical population. 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 Pop Pop. population, population, clinical population, population,
3: clinical
4: population.
3: Hi, I'm Gabby. I'm Allison.
2: I'm Michael. I'm John. I'm Grant.
0: And welcome to Clinical Bob- Populations!
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Introducing music therapists to new Boss and new Boss to music therapy. And hello, we're
0: in season three. What? Season three! Boop, boop. Pew, 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 <laughs> pew! pew, pew. <laughs> um, guys, we've had a... Um, quite a busy summer,
3: quite an eventful summer, actually. Yeah, um, if you hadn't heard, we, uh, over the summer, were accepted to not only the National Music Therapy Conference to present, but the World Congress of Music Therapy. <laughs> 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 yeah, So it's been an awesome summer, to say the least, um, and we are excited to have another season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, we're introducing... Grant to the squad. Grant, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. (laughs) Hi. Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But no, 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 I guess I can tell you all about myself. Um, I, you know, music therapist living out in L.A. right now, working primarily with adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, I do a lot of clinical and community-based work. Uh, But before that, I went to the University of Evansville. I did my internship at Denton ISD. Yay! Yay! Uh,
4: Love (laughs) you guys! Shout out!
5: (laughs) But you know, now I'm a—I would say world traveler, but you know, more of like a United States traveler. Hopped around the country a few times, and you know, settled out here for right now. But we'll see where the future takes me. Amazing!
0: Love it. (laughs) Um. Where do you currently work, Grant?
5: I currently work for a marvelous organization called Able Arts Work, which is based out in Long Beach. Awesome.
0: Uh-huh. Can you
3: tell us a little bit more
5: about that? All right. Well, Able Arts Work is a nonprofit organization that started in 1982 uh, by Helen Dolis, which, which was started to provide more services for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, but through the creative arts. Um, we've grown drastically over the past uh, 37 years. I think we just had our 37th birthday not too long ago. Um, But no, overall, we've expanded to where we have uh, four day studios throughout the South Bay area, uh, one in Long Beach, one in Gardena, two in Hawthorne. We have a mobile arts program, which goes and sees um, individuals that are maybe a little too fragile or are unable to attend a day program. Um, We also have accessible arts workshops where we bring other vocational arts and arts education programs into different schools throughout the area. So there's a wide variety of different things that we do at ABLE Arts work, but overall we're definitely just really trying to bring the arts to the greater community and we really truly work by the philosophy that we have, which is love before learning, learn for life, where we get to know the individual and their needs and their interests, and we truly get to know them. And then from there we can create and design different artistic endeavors and activities and experiences that can better help them grow and learn and continue to have a great quality of life. That's so cool. That's amazing.
1: And we're really excited to have this collaborative, these next, uh, these first two episodes of season three to be a collaborative effort between arts beat radio, a project of they Arts work in clinical populations. We're excited about this. Yeah.
5: Thank you for having yeah. us. We really appreciate it.
1: <laughs>
3: thank you for coming on. <laughs> um, I know like I, I work with adults, um, in the same population, and I love hearing that there's something else out there that's doing such good work, um, you know, more than just one place, um, so that makes me very excited to see that um, there's a huge uh, need for that, and there are people that are fulfilling that need, so it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And today's song comes from a program of Able Arts called Artbeat Radio called Baila. Enjoy.
4: One, two, three, four. baila. como estas?
0: And that was Byla by the resident artist of the Therapeutic Arts Program of Able Arts Work. What did everyone think?
2: It's a bop.
0: <laughs>
1: it Great. Can you tell us a little bit about how that... Yeah. i like to hear a little bit about how that song was created and, and the process in which that song sure. uh,
5: yeah. came yeah. about. So um, the songs that we're featuring for our Crossover Series were submissions that we did for our well. I'm not gonna say it was our very first one, but ever since I've been facilitating and directing Artbeat Radio, this is the first time we've had a content creation contest amongst all of our programs at Able Arts Work. So this past January, me and the artists at the therapeutic arts program that serve as the primary staff for Artbeat Radio with me uh, worked to come up with a contest that we could have everybody just kind of create any type of content that they thought would be suitable to share and that they want to put out with the community. And as a result, we ended up getting a lot of great musical content and interest from a variety of different programs. And this entry, which is from the center that I am located at, the therapeutic arts program in Gardena, and as you all notice, it can get stuck in your head quite a bit and very easily. For real. <laughs> well <was> done by <laughs> Yes. I heard it every day and it was every time, like you can never stop singing a song. But um, one of my uh, colleagues and coworkers, Paige Zilba, uh, she kind of took the initiative with creating the song um, and helping our artists facilitate it based on just a very small observation that they created. Um, And she actually wrote down for us a little bit of the note for the creation of the piece. So, all right. So Baila was created from a music improvisation lesson um, in our songwriting group. One student in the class noticed a beach ball in the room and began saying "bala." One of his peers noticed that "bala" sounded a lot like Baila, which means dance in Spanish. Um, Another one of our friends in that group began singing a melody that he heard um, our music therapist play from the guitar picking. And at the end of the class, they had created the chorus for Baila. So it was just a very natural, organic process. Yeah. I love that. And then from that point, you know, they decided to make it a more fully fleshed out song about dancing and having fun with the people around them. And they decided as a group to have it feature both English and Spanish lyrics. And one of the artists that we have at our program that's enrolled in this group is bilingual and was able to help translate um, a lot of the words from the lyrics. And whenever that artist wasn't present, they would use Google Translate or the other Spanish speaking staff that we have at our program. Um, and then from there, they did different research for um, different types of Latin drum beats, um, and other different styles of music and how they could influence it and kind of pieced it together to create this very catchy and, you know, upbeat dance song that they created just to highlight the different cultures and the that of everybody that was involved
1: in that group. I love when you're discussing this, I, just want, I noticed that when talking about the group, that you're not talking about how the therapists did this and the clients do that, that you use words like artists, the artists in this group, and that it's a collaborative community model where um, no one is prioritized, where everybody is a part of this process in a very um, equal way, it seems like.
5: Definitely. And I think that's kind of the big push when I inherited RB Radio, to kind of move towards in that sense. um, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to create an opportunity that allowed all of our artists enrolled at programs to have a chance to be their own advocates and showcase what they want to showcase in a platform that's accessible to them. And by opening up this opportunity to have other staff and other facilitators come in and work with them, it gave a much broader scope of that capacity to collaborate just within our own small micro like community of just our programs at Able Arts Work, uh, not necessarily the greater ones, which we also have the chance to do. So it's really interesting and a really amazing opportunity to take part and just kind of facilitate a very small platform where they get to showcase their interests and their talents to a greater community, potentially a worldwide community even. So it's a lot of fun.
1: There was so much joy in in the song. My favorite part of it was a moment during the bridge where it counts down from five, step to the rhythm of the bass drum, and you and you hear someone, um, one of the artists in the background, go, "There you go." (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes,
1: yes.
3: (laughs) It just. it reminded me so much of, um, mainstream music. You know, a lot of the mainstream pop music now has some Latin influence, um, whether it's, you know, the percussion, um, even some bilingual songs. And so, I mean, I just, when we were listening to it in the car, I was like, Oh my gosh, this could be on the radio. Like it's so catchy. Yeah. It was really well done lyrically. I mean, they just, you can, you can hear all of the joy in it, but also how much time and effort they put into it and, and care that they took with it. It's is really well done, considering it started off, you know, improvising.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I felt great. like when I was listening to it that I was invited into this moment of them, like, creating this song. Um, and I just, like, envision all these people around just jamming out to this song.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very participatory where it, um, you know, it, the, uh, the artist's give back to someone like me sitting at my computer listening to this at SoundCloud where I'm now participating and, and getting the benefits. It really speaks to the blurred boundaries of our profession and how music can really um, mm. break through those, those typical traditions of therapy and, and who are the services really for. It's, it's quite spectacular.
3: Yeah, I definitely, I think Gabby and I both experienced that, like, working in a theater setting. Mm-hmm. It was very, I mean, you could speak more on that because you work there every day, but just being there doing certain shows and things for myself, it was, like, weird coming from being in school and, like, being the therapist-client model to being, like, parents and students and director and all these different things. Yeah,
0: it's very much a collective effort, and um, it... It gets you. I mean, it humbles you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it it just further emphasizes the abilities of the people that we're working with.
1: Yeah, this is really a first for clinical populations in that we always kind of dissect and discuss songs already written by songwriters that we could possibly use um, in a therapeutic situation. This is really the first song that was created in therapy. That then can be used in therapy, like this song. (laughs) This song, as it is, I would utilize in a call and response and an improvisation and elaborate on. So, I mean, the circle here just is kind of keeps going and going. It's it's quite an amazing, uh, an amazing piece of music, you know. Yeah,
0: totally agree.
1: When uh when
0: I first was listening to it, it reminded me a lot of when I was in. Undergrad, and I was working with a group called Creative Expressions. John, you worked with them too. Heyo. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's our like that was Milledrill's Community uh, Music Therapy kind of practicum area, um, but the residents or participants would come to our um, our clinic, and then we would like jam out and then also work on music together um, and there was we would the group I was part of I was part of the rock band but before we started we would always do this warm up where it was kind of the same feel like very rhythmic and organic and it was just a repeated chorus and um, it would we asked them to like each share a dance move. And then we would have to mimic them. So an individual shares and then a group sh- the group copies. And then cool. each individual gets um, gets a moment to shine. So it, it varied from like doing the chicken dance to running <laughs> around and pretending like you're an airplane. Like it was hilarious. But um, yeah, baila made me think of that. And I could see baila being that repetitive chorus that's repeated for an intro warm-up activity like that.
3: I think it reminded me, like, okay, so I am, have started grad school and I'm in a multicultural uh, music therapy class. And, um, you know, reading all of my stuff this week and then hearing this song, it just reminded me of how, like, I have clients that could really benefit in a, in a group setting that could really benefit from hearing this song and being involved in this song um, because they are bilingual and how they don't ask for music that is from their culture, and I really wish that they would. And so it just reminds me that I should encourage that and bring it into session. And it makes me really excited to go to session this week and and bring it in and say, "Hey, this is what we're doing." Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it would encourage them to feel more comfortable bringing that kind of music into session um, to show their peers. So it was a nice little reflective moment that I had when when listening to this.
5: Mm-hmm. And one of the things, too, that I'm going to piggyback off the Allison was saying that it's, you know, the really cool thing about Bylaw in that sense is that it came about organically of just, like, an interest. So it's one of those things, too, to where you don't necessarily need to have somebody else bring in, like, a tangible song or bring in um, specific, already prepackaged, like, this is music of me. Like, the person themselves can have this moment of where anything can happen and it's, like, have this chance where they can connect their culture to some experience that's going on within like the group or the session. And it can evolve into something so much bigger and so much more, I'm trying to think of the right word I want to say, because um, so much more- uh... Meaningful. There we go. Thank you. See, it's Sunday evening. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, something, um, something more meaningful for the entire group because now this person feels very, you know, heard mm-hmm. in that space. And, you know, considering the population that we both work in with adults with disabilities, you know, a lot of times, too, I think that creating especially lyrical content and songwriting can be really intimidating. Um, And then especially, like, creating a song that's in a language that maybe the facilitator doesn't also speak. Mm -hmm. But having this opportunity to where you can utilize the whole group as a team to create something collaborative and, like, really increase this cohesion and, like, form another like small community within a larger group just like so much can come out of it and like it's a small little project like this which you you know you don't know what the outcomes are going to be but this small simple song that everybody dances to and it's really catchy has so many different interesting levels and components to it that are really beautiful to think about like from a therapeutic perspective
1: Mm -hmm. and again you know just to repeat what i said before about you know and i don't want to Pass it by without really stressing how joyful everybody sounds in the recording, and that there's a that usually is not minimized, but it may often be within our profession um, seem like a joyful equal as well. It wasn't serious therapy or serious hey. work, um, mm-hmm. and and I think in a lot of ways that that is that negates one of the main principles of, of being together in music and breaking and how joyous it is to, to be together in this way. And there is an aesthetic when listening to this piece, um, where you hear everybody's personalities and you hear everybody's intricacies and, um, and where they're at in the moment. And so you're really, I th- you know I think John mentioned you feel like you're in the room with them, and um, and and with everybody singing, and it puts you right in that right in that space. And so, in that way, for me, it, it breaks down the wall of the other and puts it into a very much a, a wee space, and and I can participate in that joy with them. It's just it's just beautiful.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, Grant. Is there anything else we need to cover about it in particular? That song or
5: this song? Be on the lookout for a music video coming soon. I guess.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a good preview uh, for yeah. what we're going to talk about in episode two. What tell us a little bit about the, about the um, how the role of video and other medium um, plays plays a role within this within this larger process.
5: Um, so within the context of RB Radio, we use a lot of media arts to create a more inclusive and accessible platform to engage. And I think one of the reasons why video is so important and so necessary within this platform is that it gives us a chance to really highlight and showcase our artists in a way that's very organic and natural and comfortable to them that can then be shared with the greater community and they can choose different things that they want to showcase be it their dance moves, uh, their artwork, what they see and how they see it. Um, you know, we've done things where we've been able to take our friends out and, you know, take one of our cameras and just like place it on their laps. And as they're going around the community, you can see their, you know, their viewpoint from their wheelchair as they're navigating through a park or like a store. So, Having this be a chance for them to showcase what they see in the community and also be able to cater how they want the community to see them can be a really powerful tool for our artists at Able work.
1: And we can we can see this all on YouTube and SoundCloud. You can access, um, you know, it's for it's for everybody, right?
5: Definitely, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll have those links to YouTube and SoundCloud. Yep,
0: they will be the on the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Grant, for sharing with us this song um, from R.B. Radio. It's super fun, and um, we're super excited to say that this isn't the end of this collaboration. Yeah. We have another song for our next episode as well, um, which uh, lends itself a little bit more towards the music. Video because it actually has one at this moment, and um, but before uh, before we sign off, um, John, do you have something to say? <laughs> that was a horrible segue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> uh.
2: um, so yeah, we have revamped our Patreon uh, website. And so if you really enjoyed this podcast and wish that there was just more content from us, uh, well, you're in luck. We do have uh, a newsletter that we are starting, uh, plus bonus content, session plans, merchandise, and more on our Patreon um, website that supporters get access to each month. Um, And so there's several different packages. Um, At $5 a month, you get um, session plans from our discussions on the podcast um, any bonus content and a shout out on the show. At $10 a month, you get um, everything already mentioned, plus you get access to um, a hangout with one of our co-hosts each month for a Q&A uh, where you can ask pretty much anything. It could be about uh, one of our episodes. What's or, your favorite color? Uh, yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> color? What do you have for lunch? Whatever. Um, and then my favorite one, at $20 a month, you can get um, BOP swag from the bop shop. And so um, you'll get a, a gift from us every um, couple months that gets better and better. And let me just tell you, our t-shirts are the softest, most comfortable t-shirts I have ever worn. They
5: about. are cozy. I'm wearing one right I'm now, I can to attest to it. It is so comfortable. Me too,
2: absolutely. <laughs> um, and then if you are just absolutely wonderfully generous um, and wanna give us $50 a month, you will receive our bop box. Which uh, is going to have merchandise, all access to any content that we produce, um, and there may even be um, a copy of Gabby's new published songwriting journal that's called Space, <laughs> a journal for future music yeah. to
0: explore. Oh,
2: which I want I wanted to just say that
0: I did not throw that in there. You did. You, no, pr- you <laughs> that, Gabby. Shame <laughs>
2: of plugs. Um,
0: so,
2: <laughs> yeah if you uh, and that will come in that box so um, we know that we're asking I'm holding you to, one right now it's <laughs> so good um, we know that we're asking you to support us financially but um, we also want to produce a lot of content that you don't walk away empty handed from that support um, it keeps this podcast going yeah. and you know sends us to South Africa possibly
1: yes
2: so, yes. Um, yes please we, we really appreciate all of our supporters um, and future supporters of the show.
0: We we forgot the hundred dollar one, which is Mike Vega doing the ASMR intro to music therapy oh. reading.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will also. I have no problem at fifty dollars personalizing a song parody to someone's favorite song. <laughs> I,
0: love it. I yeah, do it at the beginning
1: that... of every episode here. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But, pretty yeah. Pretty much. That
0: Do I plug my book? Plug it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, guys, this book that John just talked about in the $50 bot box um, is a journal called Space that is intended to help music therapists and music therapy students um, explore and express through songwriting, Um, and it's filled with um, chord progressions, song forms prompts, and writing space um, for people to just get comfortable with songwriting so that um, they can use it clinically um, with clients and artists that they currently have or have in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's $15, published by Sarson Publishing. Shout out to Bill Matney. And you can get it on Amazon. And yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: not it a confident songwriter, um, but I have started going through this journal and it really helps me um, with the songwriting process. It's not so intimidating to me anymore, Yay. so Aww.
0: Uh, Aww. very effective. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yay. I recommend
2: it to any musician.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, guys. Yeah. Well. Uh, this is the end of our first episode of season three, um, but we're continuing this collaboration and this crossover with Art Beat Radio, and you're going to hear another song um, called "Calm Sights" in two weeks. Yeah. So in the meantime, enjoy, Baila. Bye.
4: Bye. 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 into